Hello and welcome to Small Talk Reflections, a weekly podcast for discussing and promoting the Small Talk programming language. On this episode, we interview James Foster from GemTalk Systems. My name is David Buck, and with me today is Craig Latta. Hey there. And James Foster. Hello. Hi, James. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's good to be here. So you, uh, you've worked uh, for GemTalk Systems for a little while, but worked with Gemstone for a whole lot longer. So what is Gemstone? Well, Gemstone itself is a product, a small talk dialect, one of several, and it has the characteristic of not just having the virtual machine and small talk interpreter programming environment, but also being a built-in database. So it's a database and a programming environment all in one. Yes. The idea is that rather than having to interact from your programming environment into a separate database, as you would with Oracle or Postgres, you can simply within the programming environment attach objects to some uh, persistent root and then commit a transaction and it will be persistent in a pure database fashion. Now, one important aspect here is that those uh, objects are actually objects in Gemstone, correct? Yes, this is this is something that separates it from the more traditional relational model or something like that, where you need to unpack your objects and make them into tables and rows. Here, Gemstone stores the object on disk in exactly the same format as the object is stored in memory so that you have the same structure when you interact with it in memory and when you save it to disk. Now, one of the nice things about relational databases is that they can do very fast searching through tables. Um, Is that the same with Gemstone? Um, Yes. One of the things that's interesting is a lot of the things that you study in a database um, theory class for performance, for optimization, will apply whether it's relational or object or any other structure. So the typical way of making searches fast in a relational world or in an object world is to use B trees or to use hash tables. And so small talk programmers are, of course, quite familiar with the hash tables uh, through the dictionary. And anyone who's followed uh, Andreas's work with uh, hashing will will know that the way that you do um, lookups is quite uh, dependent on your hashing algorithm. And relational databases will use hashing for certain types of lookups. And then B-trees are a very high performant way of interacting with searches where you want to do things in a particular order, whether it's alphabetical or numerical or some other type of ordering approach. So Gemstone includes B-trees as an option for indexing its collections. Yes, the Gemstone Smalltalk environment is very similar to what you'd have in VA Smalltalk, in VisualWorks, in Faro, Squeak, or Dolphin, or the others. The primary difference at the Smalltalk layer is that collections can be very large. 
and collections can also have indexes on them and the index will be updated automatically through edits to the underlying objects that are in the collection. So isn't there a risk if you're modifying the collection that other people are trying to modify the same collection? Don't you have conflicts? Excellent, yes. Uh, that is something where Gemstone not only provides the persistence that we've been discussing in a large object space, but also allows for multiple virtual machines to share the same object space. And so you do run into problems with conflicts. So if two sessions or two users attempt to modify objects, the same object at the same time, the system will recognize that as a conflict and prevent the second commit from succeeding. The system provides a number of ways of addressing that problem. One is just to largely ignore the problem and hope that it won't happen, which would be called the optimistic locking scenario, is I'll just go ahead and do things and if there's a problem the system will catch it so I'll never never run into actually doing it, and then I just tell the user, oh, well, we can't make that change, try again. Uh, another is the pessimistic locking, where you obtain a lock on the collection before you make the edit, and that will, if, if you're successful in obtaining the lock, then we will guarantee that no one else will make an edit to that collection or that object at the t while you're holding the lock. Another approach is we do have collections that we call reduced conflict. And if you follow certain semantic rules, then there will not be a conflict if multiple edits are made. And these are typically edits that would be recognized as not being logically conflicting. And so if you have a collection such as a set or a bag where it can hold many different objects and their order is not significant or not preserved, then multiple people can add objects to a reduced conflict bag or reduced conflict identity set, for example, and the system will allow those multiple edits or multiple additions to be made without treating it as a conflict. Another example would be a dictionary where multiple sessions could add separate keys and values and as long as no one tries to edit or modify the same key then there will not be a conflict. The system will protect the multiple additions. So one thing that we've been sort of skirting around here, you have multiple, let's say multiple users using the system at the same time. Gemstone would run on a server, correct? You would have the system itself running and wherever it's running, you would consider that to be the system, the database server. That can be on a laptop, it can be on a high-end AIX um, server or a Linux server. We support Linux, AIX, uh, Solaris, um, different types of hardware 
and uh, Macintosh. So I typically run um, it on a, on a Mac laptop. And so yes, you would consider that the server. Gemstone also supports a multi-machine architecture where clients can communicate with Gemstone from multiple machines and interact with it, sending requests to it, getting responses back, much as you would with an Oracle database or a Postgres. Gemstone also supports distributing the virtual machines across multiple machines. And so you can have the primary database on one machine where that machine has access to the disk drives that hold the data in the persistent form. And then Gemstone itself provides a way of distributing the data to multiple machines where the virtual machines can run separate from the primary host machine and obtain the data back and forth and uh, interact with it that way. So you can distribute the processing across multiple machines. So for the end client then, what kind of system would an end client use to communicate into this database? Uh, I take it you have both uh, like web browser interfaces and uh, interfaces to other versions of Smalltalk. Yes, the web approach is of course a very simple one the web model is just an HTTP communication where you have any web browser as a client that then connects by default to port 80, but uh, you can specify any port in your web browser. And then you just have a server listening on a particular port, accepting HTTP requests and sending responses. That's a very nice model for building web applications. And you can have Gemstone either directly as the web server or for a higher performance um, distributing the workload approach, you can put Gemstone behind Apache or some other type of web server where the primary web server handles the static files and can do load balancing to distribute things across multiple gemstone sessions. We can also then, as you suggested, have clients other than the web client where you might have more of a rich client or a fat client, depending on how you characterize it. And that application client can be running on variety of types of machines. In that case, what the client will typically do is interact with Gemstone through a C library. And so if you have a C program, you can just do a dynamic or static binding to a DLL on Windows or a .so um, or a Dynlib, and you can then make C API calls. The common traditional approach that most of our customers are doing is using something like VisualWorks or VA Smalltalk on the client 
typically Windows, but can also be Linux or Mac, and then install a library that we provide that interacts with the database through the C library. So we have a small talk library that gets loaded into the environment and then makes it easy to interact with the C library with the database and provides uh, replication from one object space to the other. I'm James T. Savage, and this is the Smalltalk Jobs Report. Des Moines, Iowa. The principal has a position for an IT application analyst lead who has a bachelor's degree in a computer-related field or equivalent experience, four-plus years of experience developing using Smalltalk, excellent planning, organization, problem-solving, analytical, and communication skills, basic presentation, decision-making, and leadership skills. The best candidate must be able to maintain a high degree of accuracy and confidentiality. It is considered a plus if you have basic knowledge of insurance and financial services products, basic knowledge of business unit applications, and excellent time management skills. Please note that some travel may be required, including overnight stays. University Park State College, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania State University has a position for a software engineer who has a bachelor's degree in computer science or software engineering, plus five years related work experience or an equivalent combination of education and experience. This position requires intermediate to expert experience in the following. OOAD, design patterns, C++, including C++11, C, C-sharp, and Java. It is considered a plus if you have a master's degree in computer science or software engineering, experience with Smalltalk development, declarative OO implementations, software development work related to sensors, geophysics and acoustics, and formal logic, programming language semantics, and or set theory. Please note that you will be subject to a government security investigation and you must be a U.S. citizen to apply. The jobs listed in this report are just a few examples of the small talk positions that are currently open across the world. For more details, read our shared blog at smalltalkjobs.com. Good luck with your job hunting. What's the history of the development of Gemstone? How did it get started? Gemstone as a product is over 30 years old and in fact has the distinction of being introduced at the first OOPSLA or Object-Oriented Programming uh, Languages Applications Conference. The company started as Servio Logic Systems and at one point and this again was 30 years ago, the expectation was that they would need to build hardware to actually get decent performance for a database system. Um, with the development of more inexpensive hardware and the rapid pace of 
improvement there, the focus switched to just developing the database and virtual machine application server side of the environment. Much like other tech companies, the product has gone through a variety of owners, but there has actually been a remarkable degree of consistency in the core development team. And so we do have um, a couple people who have been with the product since the beginning, and we have others, many others who have been 10, 15, 20 years with the system. So we started again as Servio Logic. The company name was changed to Gemstone. There was a period when the company was sold to Brocat, and then in the dot com bubble and burst, um, the original owners bought the company back from Brocat and then went for a number of years, then sold the company to VMware. And after three years with VMware, uh, the VMware people decided to spin off some of their projects and products. And so one of the original executives from Gemstone ended up purchasing the company back from VMware. And so we're now a small talk only team, uh, Gemtalk Systems, and yet we're in the same team as uh, we were at VMware and as we were prior to VMware with Gemstone, and uh, in fact still in the same building, just in a different uh, group of offices. Wow, cool. Go figure. Yes. So uh, what industries uh, are using Gemstone as, as part of their products? Well, I think we all have the experience of people saying, so what is small talk good for? And uh, you give a variety of answers. One of the answers I like is if you have a difficult domain where the requirements change rapidly, then small talk is a good fit for it. And so small talk, of course, is the criteria there. Also, when you can avoid the object relational mismatch, you again increase the opportunities for rapid change and uh, simplifying your, your work for complex domains. Finance is, of course, one challenging area. And so we have customers in finance. We have customers in the shipping logistics industry, where keeping track of cargo containers is something that they are doing. We have customers in manufacturing. We have customers in retail. And then there's some in sciences with medical and health analysis. So those give give some ideas of them. And then, then there's also government um, keeping track of, for example, uh, customs and border control uh, in, in one country is, is done through an app with Smalltalk and Gemstone. What are the possibilities for distributed computation with Gemstone? 
Distributed computation is actually where one of our customers, um, JP Morgan, is doing extensive work. And um, there's, of course, a little bit of touchiness on, on quoting customers, but actually one of the things I like to do is just quote one of their job descriptions. JP Morgan has an application called Capital, which is pricing and risk management system. And they do analysis of risk uh, for the trading desks. And so when they have different complex financial instruments, they can analyze what the risk would be if different factors changed. And so if the exchange rate between the yen and the euro changes by this much, um, how will that affect their risk portfolio? And they can do that analysis more quickly and more completely than their competitors, and so they can manage their risk in a better way. And this involves distributing computations over hundreds or even a few thousand different machines where they have different calculations that need to be done on a central set of data and then distribute that out and then bring the results back together. So that works very well for distributed computation. Oh, interesting. I heard a story once that uh, it, uh, it cost millions for JP Morgan to develop Capital and it paid for itself within a few days after it started running. Um, I think different stories are told with that. Uh, uh, one story... I'm, I'm not sure if it's true or apocryphal. Well, and this may be even more of an exaggeration. I, I heard it said that it paid for itself in the first 15 minutes. But, uh, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> it, uh, it is a system that uh, has, has been very, very productive for them. Yes. So uh, what things are coming up in Gemstone? Um, you, um, uh, you have a 64-bit version. You've had that for some time. That's your main version these days. What new things are coming up for uh, the product? Well, I guess I um, haven't been focusing too much on, on the upcoming features. A lot of what we do right now is look at performance improvements. And so... The current 64-bit version is 3.2, 3.2-something, uh, and we are working internally on version 3.3. Version 3.3 will have continued performance improvements. There is a good deal in the way of virtual machine, bytecodes. Um, we are doing just-in-time compiling the JIT, um, assembly language building uh, for, for runtime. We are also doing a good bit of parallelizing of different database repository-wide operations. And so things such as backup, restore, garbage collection is one of the big challenges when you have an object space that can span um, gigabytes or more of, of data. So tr 
traditionally that's been done in a more single-threaded fashion, and we have been working on ways of doing that in a more multi-threaded fashion, which as long as you have the data across multiple disk drives, um, you can have more performance in that regard. We continue to respond to customer requests for uh, different uh, capabilities. One thing that will be, I think, in 3.3 is an object canonicalization framework, which allows you to reduce the number of objects and have more of them represented by an identity rather than an equality. So things such as dates and times can be shared without having duplicate objects in the system. That seems to make a lot of sense. There are a variety of things that uh, can be optimized. And when you have something like dates in particular, if you are looking at a 100-year span, there would be 36,500 or so. Whereas if you had a million customers and uh, 10 million orders and each of those had a order date, you could end up with uh, millions of objects with an enormous number of them being duplicates. And so with the proper uh, structure, you could reduce that, uh, that quite a bit. Well, very good. Thank you very much, James. That, that was very informative. So you can email us at smalltalkreflections at thiscontext.com. You can tweet me with at buckdk. And you can tweet me at c-c-r-r-a-a-i-i-g-g. You can visit our blog at smalltalkreflections.blogspot.ca and leave a comment there. And you can post a review on iTunes. And thanks, James, for joining us on this episode. Thank you. It's been good to be part of it. Craig Ladder performed the music and edited the podcast, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Thank mm-hmm. you.